Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. This is October's version of Coach's Corner and in this episode we're going live on YouTube which means we can't make mistakes and if you are watching it live and <laughs> you did dismiss us we're eight minutes delayed because we did start and had to restart it uh, but that's a that's what it's like going live. So this is a live episode and the purpose of going live is so if people watch it they can interact with us, ask questions and then um, yeah we can give do a bit of a Q&A at the end. Uh, Joining me this on this week's episode is Adam Ken. How are we doing, Adam? You all good, mate? I'm all good, mate. Thanks for having me. Very good. So this week's episode is how to apply for a PT position. Now, Adam and I have been doing... Uh, well, actually, before I do that, let's introduce Adam a bit more in a bit more detail. So if you don't know Adam, yeah, he's, the, he's a PT manager of, Clapham, of Virgin Active in Clapham Common. Uh, and he's also a master trainer, which is Virgin Active's top tier trainers. And Adam and I have known each other for a while. We worked with each other, and Adam's a perfect person to have on this podcast. So welcome oh, back, Adam. Oh, thank you. So uh, yeah, in this episode, we're going to talk about how to apply for a PT position. And Adam and I have been running recruitment days for years, and we've come across uh, a mixed range of people applying for recruitment days. And we just thought we'll come on and give us a, a give a few tips of what to do and how to best apply and how to best prepare yourself. So we're going to break this down into. The general running of like a recruitment day, how to best prepare, and then a few tips. I'm very much kind of looking forward to this episode, Adam. So let's start, Adam, with um, the general running of a recruitment day or the interview process. So we'll cool. talk about you first. We'll talk about Virgin Active first and what you guys do, and then I'll talk about mm -hmm. the new gym box setup that I've just put in, and then we'll go into how to prepare. So what do Virgin Active do at the moment? Because they used to do like a crazy V Factor day, didn't yeah. they? Yeah so they it's probably actually quite good to go through a little bit of the history of it because it probably give you a bit of an idea of why we've ended up in the way that we do things now and we used to do almost like an audition so it would almost be like in three parts so you'd go on the day and it'd be a really long day i think they used to be like a full-on eight hours so you'd get there in the morning you'd have your first initial like in induction into the company and you'd be shown uh, what Virgin Active has to offer in terms of as an employer and then you would break out and then you would do kind of like group activities and then you would do demonstrations and then you would then join in a sort of what we call like a fast class and the whole idea behind this was really to kind of sift through and just to see who was engaging throughout the day and it used to be really brutal. It used to be in those in those three parts. Uh, you would get cleared out in in the first part just for simply, you know, not turning up on time, not wearing the right kit. Like some people right. have been turned away because they've been told to turn up in a certain type of clothing and they haven't, and they didn't right. bring any. Um, you know, it it used to be really. When I say when I say militant as well, it was just like if you did not do it something a certain way, it reflected, well, it was deemed to reflect really bad on you. So if you were told that you had to uh, demonstrate an exercise, but you had to make sure you did a three sixty demo, um, you know, so or three D demo, so you had to show the exercise through different uh, from uh, different aspects, different uh, different views, and if you didn't like do it properly, then that was like a markdown like straight away out. So with that, you could look back and just say, well, you only wanted the best of the best. But what I felt it really did was it really uh, closed the door on people that were starting out and wanted to learn. And right. where do you learn these things? You learn them on your level two, level three. But those courses are what, you know, a couple of weeks at a time, you know, a lot of it's online now. So you end up closing your door to people that will are, can be quite malleable, people that could, um, learn to do these things and you would never i mean let's be honest people that walk through your door these days are all kind of like brand new pts people people that have done their online course so they're coming and getting filtered in and getting immediately rejected because they haven't shown some sort of skill that they've not yeah. had the time to develop now the process is very so, so, much, sorry, so that yeah. used to be day one and then you said there's a so that, Oh, and then you and it, but that was just like the um, that was just the audition, and then you still had to go for an interview afterwards. Right. So you, you, you know, the the thing was, it used to be like vultures. Like you'd have, <laughs> you'd have like about uh, five or six managers sort of like lining around um, 
the halls or the studio or wherever they've done these these assessments and they would hand pick people and be like right I want you to work for my club and you know and so forth yeah. and you'd get a lot of um, I would say like underhanded sort of tactics and things like that but you would maybe like downsell or oversell other people and be like oh, that guy's really good I think he'd be great for your club so that they would take him and then you'd be left with the person that you wanted and yeah. <laughs> it, so there's a little bit of backhanded politics and stuff like that that, uh, that kind of used to happen a bit um, but the reason why I, I say that now is because now Virgin Active's very good in terms of the way it recruits. It's very much based on people. And it's very much based on getting the right person in for the team and the culture. Because we now have head coaches like myself, people that are there. And the job is designed to be able to take these people, take these personalities and be able to mold them into PTs. And I've kind of felt like that's always should have, how it should have been, but now it's just very crystal clear that that's the. So it's uh, you. You very much do it just in house at the moment. So it it is in it. So there was a bit of a a drive for recruitment for a lot of people simply for the fact that you had um, after lockdown people coming back, and some people didn't. So you had probably like probably up in the city clubs probably the ones that got struck the hardest where the there was a, such a, a small handful of PTs that returned to work just simply for the fact that it wasn't the business wasn't returning a lot of people's clients have moved away or you know and weren't coming back to the city anytime soon so those clubs really struggled in terms of recruitment so they had to do mass on recruitment days whereas the clubs that are in the more residential areas like ourselves we probably could be a little bit more picky and we could just right. go do it by the numbers interview process. Like you would think what well, a standard interview process if you went for an office job. That's yeah. how we kind of operate now. And it's just to make sure that when we bring people in, again, it's to be part of the culture. You want yeah. people to come and fit into your team and you're very much now being picky about niches. And it's like, right, or well, you know, I need a PT to be able to fill this role in. I need a, a yoga esque or more sort of like holistic type personal yeah. trainer coming in rather than like a bodybuilding, strength and conditioning. And like, I've like I've got five of those, so I need something else. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I guess um yeah, so from the employed side of things, you are literally taking these person on because you are then responsible for them as their manager, right? Well, that's it. So the yeah. the urgency comes on you to yeah, you obviously pick the right person because you know you're gonna be spending most of your time training that uh, individual so you know that you want someone that's going to be a engaged someone that has a good work ethic someone that's willing to participate and it's it's, it's a hard job as well let's not lie about this it's it, it's a bit of a grind at sometimes and so you just have to have that right person with the right mentality and the right personality type yeah. to come in and go right I know what is required I'm willing to put that work in and then those yeah. people always become the most successful in your team because they just get it and you have to as a manager I think one of the hardest things is being able to sift through and identify those traits within an interview yeah mm. absolutely uh, so that's how you're doing it so um, I'll talk about a self-employed setup in Gymbox that we have at mm. the moment we are still doing centralized recruitment days and they're kind of working quite well for us and the way it works is uh, they come in i deliver a 45 minute presentation about gym box about how the self-employed model works about our facilities and what we offer as a self-employed provider then um then we go into a practical assessment where we just want to see them run a consultation and deliver a practical coaching session basically deliver a taster and then we look and then we have one-to-one -one business plans um because it is a self-employed model, we're, like within our gyms, if, if there's 15 trainers, that's essentially 15 self-employed businesses. So we mm -hmm. need to make sure like, if a trainer comes on, they've got a business plan and they've thought this through. So I think it's, because um, we run self-employed, a self-employed model, it's easier for us to do a centralized recruitment day. So we try to, we have like this presentation, an assessment, and then um, mm -hmm. a business plan. And if, if they're the right fit, then we put them in the clubs. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how mm. best to prepare. Um, and I broke this into kind of three sections is uh, like first of all, club, company and location research. 
Yeah. And you know, as as we go to prepare, mate, we'll be able, we'll probably come out with funny stories because one of my biggest <laughs> annoying things I find, and still well, not annoying, just one of the strangest yeah. things I find is when people come into recruitment day, and I have this little icebreaker I get them to do. They just stand up, tell me about their PT history, mm. tell me about their you know um, what sports they play, you know, what what type of fitness they're into, and then what which gym they want to. Um, mm. Working and some people just go any, <laughs> You're like yeah. really any. You want to work any. in any gym? Yeah, like I I I work for Gymbox. I love Gymbox, but there's probably only about three clubs that really suit me out of the ten. Yeah. You know that really suit me as like the fit, the location, and stuff. You know, like uh, when people just come in and go, yeah, I, I, I just want to work anywhere. You're like red flag. <laughs> you know, yeah, You're I not get gonna... that. Yeah, and you must see that as well when people are applying for a residential area. There's got to be a reason why you want to work in that location. So I think mm. one of the best ways to prepare, and you are so silly if you don't do this, is look into the company, mm. obviously, look into locations, and then really dive into the club. And I'm all, yeah, I'm always surprised when people turn up to Gymbox and they've never been in the Gymbox before. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, oh, I wanna apply for Bank or, um, I don't know, Bank or, or Old Street. And you're like, two different styles of club, hugely different, mm. you know? And you're like, you've not thought this through. and how can you build a business plan or have a plan of action off the back and not even know where, you, where you're going to go work? Yeah, I, yeah. I find the location, it, you know, when people say it's location, 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 um, you know, you're catering to a certain type of uh, working hour. You know, most people, mm -hmm. most PTs are catering towards peak hours. So like very early in the morning or very late in the evening. And you're really lucky if you can develop a business that allows you to work within a sort of like a nine to five bracket. You know, if you have yeah. those clients that are, um, you know, say working from home and it, or they've got all the time in the world and they can come train whatever time. Um, but yeah, the unicorns. Um, but most of the time you're, you know, you're six thirty, seven thirties, or even earlier if your gym opens up um, early or you're working very late after work, you know, so yeah. your sixes and beyond. Sevens, eights, yeah. Yeah, so if you're thinking there then that you'd work at any gym, <laughs> right, and <laughs> that gym is, you know, an hour away or an hour and a half, most, you know, you kind of think anyway, like if you're commuting in London, most journeys are around about 40 to 40 minutes to an hour, you know, unless yeah. you're living within that area. And yeah. you know, I, I see it all the time that people just don't think about it. People are like, Oh yeah, I, I live here. You're like, Well, how are you gonna get here? And they're like, Well, I'll drive and then you're like, Right, do you know is there's any parking around here? Because we don't have like yeah. we don't facilitate any staff parking and they're like, Oh, right, okay. And then you do the maths with them a little bit and it's like, Right, so it's gonna cost you this much in petrol, it's gonna cost you this much in parking and then yeah. you're like, You're already in the reds and yeah. you know so then it comes into right well how are you so you're going to get the tube here all right can you get like on the tube every morning at like half five to be here for half six you know what i mean and some people say yes but you know you see it straight away when people start like slinking in and their times get later and later and later in in the day and they don't want to come in and they don't want to do those kind of hours and already you're just like right this is probably not the job for you yeah. because you're not you you just haven't a thought about things like commutes and you know the early hours or the late hours and you haven't just put that idea into well, the funding behind it you know it costs money to travel you know i mean it's it's not it's not cheap to work in london yeah it's, it's always it, so yeah I, that's, I just, that's one thing yeah, I've, I've noticed. yeah exactly like you gotta you know there's a lot of moving parts within our job and when people don't even know where they want to work and i see it all the time literally every week when i run a recruitment day like i, I normally run free a month i see it all the time and someone just says any and mm. you're like no mate you want to say i want to work in gym box and elephant castle for these reasons i like the mm. gym i like the layout it's perfect this is our commute this is you know yeah I, I find when we sit down with people you just want to know that they thought it through um, yeah and well, yeah and, and and that's the first way to prepare is because you can do club tours. Now, yeah. a bit of a tip if you're going to do a club tour, do not waste the sales team's time. Yeah. Um, some people go and they do a bit of a mystery shop and then the sales mm. team will um, add you to the, um, you, you know, their follow-up list. You'll be, you'll be getting calls, you'll be getting, 
you know, followed mm-hmm. up every, every single month to make sure you found you find a gym. So don't waste the sales team's time. If you're doing a club tour, just be honest and say, I'm looking to apply for this gym, looking to apply yep. for the role. Can I, I have a just quick look around? take someone around for that. Um, yeah. Is it? Someone came in and says like, "Hey, I want to hand it, give you a CV," and I'll be like, "I, I mean, most date, uh, most companies now are always like, you just got to fill it out online, mate. I can take CV, yeah. but it's still got to be applied through here." Um, but if they're like, "Can I see your gym beforehand?" Because I want to know what clubs I apply to. I'll be like, "Yeah, of course, awesome." And then I'll probably yeah. give you the spiel. I'll be like, "Why this is like the best gym to come work for." And with that, I immediately can build up a rapport with someone, and I can be like, "Okay, cool. I'll look out for your name." Uh, which is just a step in the right stone. Um, there's a funny story, obviously, um, recently where a gentleman uh, came in for an interview with you and yeah. then immediately called me before or after. Yeah. And it was only until we, we spoke later on in the day that we realized this was the same guy. But I really appreciated the fact that he called up and he phoned me and said, hey, I'm in London. He's obviously traveled down from somewhere. And so I'm trying to do as many interviews as I can while I'm here. Can I come by your gym today and speak to you? I was like, you can, but it's probably better if obviously, you know, if you're, if you're finite for time, I don't want to waste your time, just apply online and I can do like a phone interview with you. But I was like straight away, it's like, God, that guy is, yeah, calling me out, like calling me up. I've instantly made a connection with this dude. And then it was (laughs) quite funny that, he then went on to uh, interview yeah, over Jim Box and, and see you. Yeah, he had he just had a few companies lined up. He travelled down, you know. But that's you know that's yeah. quite a unique situation when someone doesn't live mm. in London and travel down. Most, you know, we're talking about London in general. But if you, you know, eventually mm. most people you're going to move gyms. You know, it don't matter where you yeah. are. You're probably going to spend three years in a place and you might change gyms. So this kind of podcast we're doing here is is relevant for quite a lot of people so if you are looking to move or if you're looking to start mm-hmm. or you're looking to move i would say do your research go find a gym do a do a club search see if it's the right fit for you because you instantly get a feel when you walk in the club if you're like oh, yeah. i love this club this is me and then you can make a business plan from that so tip one uh club company and location research next we're going to talk yeah. about sending yeah. Just, just before you do that, just in yeah. terms of researching the company, um, because the reason why I would just jump in there, the big thing that I have a lot at the moment is I'm getting a lot of people who have worked for other companies and assume that it's the same model everywhere. So they no. come into <laughs> Virgin Active and they go, they think it's either rent based or it's some sort of, um, you know, like the, the, the gym and pure gym have got their own way of doing things. Fitness First, Gym Box, yeah. uh, have their own way, David Lloyd's, and Virgin Active, uh, you know, we like to think that we're, like, I would say pioneers in terms of how we set our model and how we uh, pay our mm-hmm. trainers, but everywhere's going to have it slightly different, Yeah. so uh, always make sure you just do your research and just ask, you know what I mean, you can email, like, um, or you can inquire into the gym and just say, hey, um, what is your business model, how do you your trainers yeah it's always a good good start so the next bit we're going to talk about is sending the cv and cover letter like and and how to prep mm. them so <laughs> getting invited in for a pt interview should not be a hard process no. if you've like because fair in mind the first stage is what you look like on paper right <laughs> and yeah. you should not be failing a cv cover letter process so you what you should be doing is be able to yeah. send in a cover letter because you th- that's the one thing you've got full control over that you can prepare you should be able to mm. go I've, I've done the research hi adam i'm applying to the virgin for this reason for this reason i look forward to this this and this and then in your cv it should be well presented enough for us to mm. look at and go oh this person could be a good fit we can bring them into the interview process i see so many cvs and cover letters that are just well my biggest hate anyway because a bit of ocd is when another word goes on another page <laughs> and it, <laughs> that drives me mad and yeah uh sometimes i don't know why in our industry people feel the ne- it's necessary to put pictures of themselves on like in their pants 100%. i was that's that was my first pet peeve i was going to talk about it's like the thing is i don't think that's um you know i think it's illegal to ask for a picture i don't think it's like it is, yeah. yeah you can't but 
is don't facilitate that because people will make snap judgments and not to say that I, I would or I have in the past but there has been incidences where people put inappropriate pictures yeah. on their seat and it's like right this does you know like <laughs> like literally in their pants right yeah and yeah. <laughs> I've I've had it before where people have put pictures on um, one CV that really springs to mind is someone photoshopped their CV but it's obviously not lined up properly when they sent it so then it's their picture has ended up right in the middle of their CV with all the words like circling it <laughs> yeah. and I was like what the hell is this and then yeah. so, so for me like with the CVs and stuff like that is you're trying to in a way like you're, you're, you're selling yourself but you're also trying to make me like not buy it to, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking at so you're you know you're trying not to make any mistakes in your CV because you don't want me to be turned off from it it's just like yeah. so if you're so the the blankest CVs are generally the ones that I look at the most because I actually have to read them <laughs> like if I if I get a CV and I've had people like send in like mad fonts, like people like writing the whole CV in like Comic Sans. Yeah, yeah. I've had uh, people like sending their CVs in like camouflage. I've had a like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like you're like, what is this? Um, yeah. You know, some people have done some really amazing looking CVs where it's like infographics and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, all I need to see on an interview is I need to see you, your name. <laughs> this is a big one. You'd be surprised at how many times people have forgotten that. Um, you need to just have your qualification on there, like yeah. level three, the minimum requirements for the job. So they'll be spec specified on the job application page, what we're looking for. We're just looking for a trainer that's willing to work these amount of hours and has these qualifications. And it will generally yeah. be level three, level two. I don't really care too much about your GCSEs. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't well, really. I, I, I just think with a CV, it's the one thing that you can get help on and there's you know, yeah. we all got friends that are just going to be better than us at doing stuff like that. So write yeah. it out, then get someone to check it. Because once it's done, you know, your CV's done yeah. for quite a long time until you then go to apply yeah. for a new job and then you beef it up again. And it's just something, you know, that just takes a little time and effort. And if we can't see that you can put a little time and effort into making it into your application process that doesn't mm. like blow up in our face of, oh, okay, we should definitely bring this person into the next stage. Yeah. So I just, you know, a CV should not be more than two pages. You should be able to fill it all in one. I, I would, yeah, I'd always say, try to stick to one page and have relevant experience on there. Yeah. I've had CVs before where it looks like they're applying for a different job. Like, so I've had uh, recently- they probably are. They, they probably use well, it yeah, for yeah, everything. Yeah, but that's it. <laughs> and it's like, um, I had somebody that was like, it, it looked like he's applying for an engineering job. It was like, oh, I'm an expert in CAD. Uh, you know, I work for all these like milling places and things like that. And right at the bottom, he was like, oh, and I'm a level three personal trainer. And it's like, okay, so you've not, you know, I'm not saying that you have to tailor your CV to every type of uh, company. So for example, like you don't need to write something different for Virgin Active as you would write something different for Gymbox. It'd be but that's what a cover letter is for, saying. isn't it? You know, when you it. Said, yeah. And um, the cover letter should really be the one that gets you through. If, if you're applying directly to a person, then the mm. email is your cover letter. And that's where you go for Virgin Active and Gymbox will ask for a few big at attributes and a minimum mm. qualification. That's when you say, I'm this person, this person, I've worked with this amount of clients, I've got this experience, this is what I want to do, yeah. this is why I love your gym. And then the CV just shows us your qualifications and where you've been. Yeah. But it's but like you said, it's got to be relevant content. I've done. I mean, I spent eight years in the army. My first CV yeah. was like that. Now my eight-year yeah. career is literally like three or four bullet points because that's not relevant to what I do yeah. now. You know, it's a nice to know, but it's nothing. To, it's not relevant for what my job is now. Yeah. But so it just it just changes. And yeah, I I find I think you have a CV as well, mate, where someone took a picture of the laptop with a CV on. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I think I called you immediately after this. I was just like, yeah. so someone had applied for a role and had sent a screenshot of their LinkedIn CV. Yeah. And so it wasn't like their LinkedIn profile. It's just that on the, you know, you can have your CV on LinkedIn. Now the problem with sending that screenshot is it was only like half the page with none yeah. of the other details in it. And it's not like you can obviously scroll down or up and down, no. it's just a screenshot. And it, I was like, what is this? And then I was like, oh, okay. 
Now, things with that, again, it's just make make me believe you're not incompetent. You know what I mean? Like, make me believe that you can follow something that's really, really simple. And it's like, how do I display really simple information across to somebody that I've never met before? And, you know, you just want to be able to look at someone's piece of paper and just go, I can see where this person is in their career. Yeah, I I want to be able to see like for we we definitely when we speak about this, um, we definitely look for different people because I look for more like beginners. I look for people that are starting out, want to learn, and I'm there to almost facilitate a role as like a mentor and a teacher. Whereas you generally will take people that have who who quite keen to run their own business within Gymbox, and you'll still help and facilitate them and build that make them better business people, but it's it's very much yeah. like i want to be able to see that so i i would say even sometimes red flags for me are when i get a cv through the door and it's somebody that's like i've worked in the industry for 40 years and now i want to come work for virgin active and it's like well what have you been doing for 40 years you know what i mean that's yeah. like that sends a bit of a flag for me like why you know you want to come and work for my company because mm-hmm. it's surely that you would know then that you'd be coming in at like almost like ground floor and you would expect them to have a mass such experience because, that they would come work because for Virgin a have a tier level stuff. of trainers don't they you have um, 100% yeah what you, what's it called you have trainer elite and master isn't it uh, so it is a, what was called like academy trainer uh, expert trainer and then master trainer and we've now just facilitated a, a specialised role called icon icon so, icon nice yeah. right so uh, that was tip number two prep your CV and prep your cover yeah. put some effort into it get some help with that because that's something yeah. you 100% have control over I, if Next. I was to just say this is like real very quick summary of something yeah. that I would look for in a cover letter as well is I don't need to know your life story I just need to know what uh, pretty much who you are you know what I mean yeah. I just want to know I want to get a gist of like you're quite sporty and stuff like that tell me about your sports and things like that um, I, you know, I play rugby i like this i've done this and you know uh, you can put a little achievement in that i won you know player of the tournament in switzerland thank you very much um so with that you could then go into why you want to work for this company and it's just like i want to work for this company because i've heard great things about it and this is uh works for me because in yeah. the number of locations that it operates that i live and then like giving it a little bit of why you want the job as well it's just like you know i've just completed my um strength and you know uh so you've just completed university uh you've done your sports science degree and now you're looking to step into the world of personal training and yeah. you've heard many good things about people starting off their career at virgin active and i would like yeah. to be a part of that and you're like great cool all right let's get you in you know what i mean yeah it's yeah, uh it's exactly. just yeah, don't 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 waffle. Just be very clear and precise, and yeah. just make it seem like you are competent. <laughs> that's the that's the one word I can say. This competency. So so the other so the third section. So this you know this section is how to best prepare. We've done location and company research. We've done the CV and cover letter prep. The next mm. prep is business plan prep. Mm. So people panic when when you say words like can you make a business plan. Yeah. And even in the in employed model or self-employed model, you're essentially running your own business. And for me, especially, I want to see, let's say, for example, Gymbox, Gymbox Elin, on the other side of mm. London. I am never going that way. <laughs> I, I, I live south, I go to Covent Garden, I go to the castle, I'm kind of in that route. So yeah. I want to know, right, if I chuck you into Elin, in six months' time, will you still be there without any of my help? Without yeah. any help at all? have you thought this through enough that I could just chuck you in a club and you'll make it on your own? Mm. And that's the point of a business plan. So that's so when you're writing one, that's all you need to think. Like, what am I going to do in the first, you know, business plans, you tend to write a plan for 90 days. So just like, if I just chuck you in a club and I'll give you no support, in 90 days, will you still be there? And that's mm. what I want you to convince me. So when you sit down for an interview, if you take in a prepped business plan, which I feel you need to do for yourself anyway, because whenever you write yeah. a business plan, you almost convince yourself you are the right person for the job and you're either going to convince yourself you are or convince yourself you're not so as you're writing a business plan saying well this is how i'm going to build my client base this is what happens 
yeah, and, and when, when I talk about business plans, um, what I ask people to do is, how are you gonna build your client base? What does a PT journey look like with you? And then mm. what's your financial goals? So, you know, how do you build a client base? How are you gonna lead gen? What market are you gonna do? How are you gonna use things in the local area? You know, things like social media, are you gonna use that? It's not important that you do, but are you? What's your, what's yeah. your theory on floor walking? How many consultations are you gonna give out? And if you don't know this stuff, you know, that's what people like me and you are there for. But it's still worth you trying to prepare. And then the one thing mm. you can do is what does a PT journey look like with you? So yeah. once I sign up, what's, what's it look like? Uh, what How do you keep in touch with me? Um, what type of packages do you offer? How do you do your programming? What, what do you do about nutrition? And we just mm. want to get an idea of like, right, if I was to sign up with you right now, buy a 12 pack, well, what does that mean? And yeah. It, yeah. Well, no, I was going to And then finally, especially yeah. in the self-employed world, is financial targets and yeah, expectations. Um, like in the, especially in the self-employed, what packages do you offer? Because in mm. Gymbox, we just pay the RPTs pay a license fee on the first of the month, um, and then they charge whatever they want. They run whatever packages they want. So I want to know uh, what they offer. And if mm. they if they haven't thought about that, that's fine because that's what the point of the business calls. But I still want to know. I, you know, I'm going to chuck you in a club. What do you offer? Are you, or, or if you don't know yet, then what is your PT product? So that's mm. the whole point of the business plan. And when we run recruitment days, some people don't bring in business plans because they're, you know, sometimes they're so established that they just know the answers. And you know, yeah. and you can go and we run the interview that way. But I like it. I like nothing more than I sit down to start to start the interview process and they go I'll prep to business plan I'm like okay we'll go for that first then I'll ask questions after mm. and then sometimes they read it all out and I'm like yeah cool you know yeah. well I'm a, I'm a bit more <laughs> I'll say a few yeah. more things than that but they've answered they've ticked all the boxes and answered all the questions that I was going to ask and then mm. you know when you prep then you're in control you know if you walk in with a business plan you're not going to start you're not going to mess up you're not going to deliver the wrong answer you're going to just walk somebody through a prep document or prep PDF, a prep uh, PowerPoint, and that is the best way to run an interview. So I'm a big fan of prepping business plans. Yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say for, for myself, I'm a bit more on the sort of KPI side of things. So if I'm yeah. looking for a business plan, a lot of people, as I said, they've just come out of uni or just finished their PT course, and then you ask them, hey, can you write me a business plan? And I, in, and I always say to them, if you're not really too sure about your business plan, just drop me a message and I'll help you out with it. Because lots of people do not know how to write business plans. Yeah. And the easiest way that I tell people to uh, think of a business plan is think about it at the end of 90 days. So in 90 days time, where would you like your business to be? And then you can break it down. It's like what your first 30 days, your first 60 days and what your like first 90 days is going to look like so it's what's called a 30 60 90 day business plan so it kind of then just gives you little uh, milestones in your business plans like well where do you want to be in your first month you know what i mean so all right okay you want to get five six clients how are you then going to get those five six clients what are you going to do every day what kind of time frame are you looking at are you going to be then picking up like uh, one client every week. Okay, that's not bad number at all. You know, because you think then target. at the end yeah, of yeah. at the end of ninety days you're going to have like sort of twelve clients. So you think to yourself there that if you can structure a business plan around that, it's like right. Well, for me to get that one client every week, I'm going to have to be in the club for X amount of time, and I'm going to have to speak to X amount of people. I'm going to have yeah. to deliver X amount of consultations and then by the end of it I should end up with this now how how do people even know how much time they need to spend in the gym how many how many people yeah. know what their conversion rate is they don't and yeah. what I would tend to do a lot of the times when I sit down with people with business plans is go through a more realistic approach or version yeah. of their business plan so if they say I'm going to pick up 20 clients in my first month and i'll be like yeah. mate oh, i was like oh. i'll be like i'll be like wicked <laughs> yeah. that's awesome yeah. that's i, I want to hear that but let's break that down into some numbers so for you to do that you would have to pick pretty much a client up every day is that possible it could be you know what i mean if if you had the right unique selling points you know what i mean if you if you came in and you looked like arnold schwarzenegger about to step on the olympia stage or something like that but not only did you look like that, you were like an Olympic 
I don't know, swimmer or something like that. And then you, you, you also were like a master yogi or something like that. You just facilitated every um, sort of element of fitness and you were like a master of everything. And it's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> or you're starting off quite brand new. So you're going to be catering towards a lot of the, you know, we work in commercial gyms. You know, we're not going to always facilitate very niche specialist uh, clients. We're going to be looking at the general population who want to get a little bit stronger, lose a little bit of weight, and we help them on that fitness journey. So are you going to be training Olympic athletes or are you going to be training uh, mums and dads, you know, you kind of middle-aged uh, yeah. people, you know what I mean? So, and I think where you're going with this is kind of like, you know, you've got to assume that we, we know nothing about you. You know, we, we read your CV, yeah. we read where you applied. You know, we, we just want to see what type of trainer you are. But mm. people do panic with the thought of business plan, writing a business plan. But it's so important you do. Like, yeah, like, you know, I, I want to train women. I want to train, yeah. I'm a pre and postnatal specialist. So I kind of decide, arguably, just want to look for women um, that are just either pregnant or just <laughs> or recovering from pregnancy. Okay, mm. I can see what you're going to do and what type of stuff you do with them. And for us, it's just, for me, the, biz, the whole point of business plans is just, we just want to see you thought this through. We want to yeah. see that you thought this process through and uh, don't get scared about writing one, just start writing. And like, I some people come and they've just spent hours and hours writing mm. a PowerPoint presentation. And I'm like, okay, great detail, love it, good work. I almost but feel it's bad not, when listen, I do that because I'm like, I'm not gonna read all that. <laughs> but like, it's, it's not necessary. Um, it's yeah. just how you like to prep. That's something that I would, I know, I'd write it on a PDF. Uh, I'd, mm. I'd write a document. But like, if that's something um, you want to do to make you feel comfortable and how you want to present yep. it to us, then that's fine. I would just say before you go in, you need to start prepping a business plan. It stops you messing up and it shows us that you yeah. have thought about this position. And all we're looking for, you know, PT is a senior role, you know. Um, it's a step up from things like fitness coaching and mm. any, any type of classwork. Doing um, one-to-one PT is a senior position and we want to see like a senior, someone with a senior mentality that's going to come yeah. in and apply to then take an adult through a one-to-one PT journey. You know, so we just want to see that you thought that through. I right. think, um, ne- well, just yeah. the last, last to sum, the, the business plan is not for me. Yeah. It's for you, the PT, the to exactly. to hold yourself to. So uh, this is one of the things that when I say I'm not going to read it, it's more the idea that it's like people who are really really experienced know exactly what to say to get themselves into a job, and sometimes that's not always the best thing because they'll go, yeah, I know what to do, and it's like the as you kind of said, the detail and the thought, and just going about how you're going to tackle a situation, which is basically you, from day one, how are you going to build a business? And if you went to a bank, you know what I mean? You would be like, okay, well, this is my business plan. And the bank would be like, yeah, cool, okay, looks good. Here's the money, here's the loan. Now go and do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then if you can't do that, then you can't pay back that loan. So it's just trying to think of it like that. It's just like, have a, you know, it's it's not just a a hurdle or barrier to get past on on the interview. It's it's a tool for you to come in with and be like, this is what I'm going to do from from now on. I'm going to do X and Y Z. And it's so funny when you get a business plan and you look at it and you go, that's banging, that's good, that's exactly the kind yeah. of stuff I want to see. And then first couple of weeks in, and they're like, don't do any of that stuff. And you're like, yeah. well, you know, you bring it up and you go, you said this, you were going to do X, Y, and Z, and you've yeah. done none of it. And you, you and told me you're you... going to talk to ten people a day and get free leads booked in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you just why like, didn't you, do that? <laughs> you, you told me you were going to be in twenty four seven, and it's just like <laughs> I've not seen you at all this week. <laughs> yeah. Exactly that. It's exactly that. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. So then going on the next bit. So that's how you prepare. So we we covered the type of recruitment days and uh, the interview process. We covered how to best prepare, research, CV, and then prep a business plan. Now we're going to do the final section of this. Uh, podcast is tips for the day hmm. so i think you're going to want to carry, take this first point adam i know this means a lot to you the importance of timekeeping oh god all right mate this is i'll, I'll go put a coffee on <laughs> <laughs> all right you know i'm a stickler for timekeeping 
Yeah. We both are to a descent because, like, yeah. you know, there are things that happen. Every every blue moon, you're allowed to be late. You know what I mean? If, yeah. But if it's a consistent and bad habit that you have, then something needs to change. And we can all think of me and you definitely think of the top of our head of somebody that just never turns up on time. Yeah. Now, with that, the most important day for you to turn up on time is the interview or the recruit, recruitment day. When I said that it used to be really militant, I carried one element of that militantness into my uh, fit for VA, um, and then we used to put something else. It's best to the recruitment day, which we had a head office, that everybody needed to be in the building by, let's say, nine o'clock. At nine, uh, at nine o one, I would lock the door. Anyone that came tapping on that door afterwards or saying, oh, here for the job interview, I'd be like, you know, pull up my watch and I'd be like, it is nine, it's five minutes past nine, it's 10 minutes. It's like, I, you know, this is not the job for you. If you cannot turn up on time for one day, yeah. like the one most important day for you to get this job is the recruitment day, then I don't want to know, you know what I mean? It, and then there will be like there, there's always going to be harsh excuses as well there's always going to be like look the train was delayed there was a there was an accident and it's like okay I get it but I you know and I suppose this comes down into a deep principle of mine that on days like that I'm preparing for those elements you know what I mean so I yeah. get there like an hour early and go right I, yeah, I'm i paranoid that I'm not going to find this place so right there's the gym or there's the place that yeah. I need to go for my job interview right there's the coffee shop I'm going to sit in there for the next half an hour 40 minutes join my coffee maybe reading the notes or you know uh, researching the company that I've applied for and then you know at least 15 10 minutes early I'm walking in so I'm still there early you know what I mean it's I don't understand people that think it's acceptable to turn up for jobs, uh, job interviews, ah, or mate, it's, days it's the, mate, it's the excuses as well. So, yeah. bear in mind, I'll run group recruitment days. Sometimes there's like 12 people in a room, and mm. then somebody will be like, oh, I've been standing outside for ages. I've got it just before nine. I'm, I'm looking like, well, how did these 12 people get in the room then? You know, yeah. it's like, oh, you've been out there for 20 minutes. You're like, well, how do you think these people got in? You know, yeah. I, when I when I walked out into the reception area and said, "Come in," these people come in, and you wasn't there. Um, <laughs> I've had people like, um, like, turn up late and then just sit in reception, mm. and just like I've, I've been here the whole time. You're like, well, you know, when I said the recruitment they started at nine, if you turned yeah. up just before nine and now it's half nine, do you yeah. reckon that you're in the wrong place? <laughs> Because I'm not going to run, the, I'm not going to run the recruitment day in the reception area, am I? I'm going to run it in a room yeah. somewhere. And some of the just excuses for like for turning up late and where they are, um, saying they've yeah. been waiting outside. It's just like, mate, you can't lie to me. I've got a room for the people. Yeah, I, it's, no, it's I think sad. you should really be. Yeah. You you should definitely be ten minutes early, just because. Well, just don't put the pressure on yourself. Just de-stress yourself. Just get mm. there early. Have, have a coffee. Read through your business plan. Then walk into the gym. You know, you might need to use a bathroom or something. There's nothing worse yeah. than, you know, going into and then sitting for an hour presentation. You know, needing a bathroom, kind of not having your water bottle with you or something crazy like that. You're mm. just stressed from the start, especially if it's a room full of people and then you walk in late. You know, it's yeah. just why why put that pressure on yourself? The 100%. importance of kind, yeah. yeah. Bear in mind, we don't know you. Okay, yeah. that's I, my I first think... impression. You know I mean? <laughs> I, I, my first impression is that you're late. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you shouldn't judge books by cover, but what else can you judge it by? Don't you know? Okay, you're late. That's yeah. the first thing I know about you. This is, is that thing. you're a late it's person. Because, because at the end of the day, like, because people who are in that position when they turn up late, they will have the intention of being there, and they will have the, or as I said, they will have the story of why they're not there. At that time and place, it does not matter what the intention is. The action is the most important part because at yeah. the end of the day if you turn up late for a consultation or you turn up late for a client or you turn up late for a you know a very important meeting at, at the gym it's like again those people will not really care for the intention because uh unless you have some really great relationship with them which you know uh, which takes time to build up mm -hmm. that you know to these people are paying you for a service and you've got to then think of yourself that if I was paying for something that can be at a price point that might be quite dear to people 
and you know it's the decision about you know they pay for this service or they you know they make a sacrifice somewhere else in their life so they can pay for it and then you're turning up five ten minutes late and it's like say for an hour session let's say you charge 60 pounds a session and you know for the hour and you turn up 10 minutes late that's 10 pounds that you've just cost somebody yeah you know i mean it's it, it's just like are you going to give that 10 pounds back you know what i mean it's it, it seems like that where you try saying this to some people and it especially infuriates me to a point when I tell them this and then there's almost like an argument. It's like people just don't accept the fact that, yeah, do you know what, mate? I'm late, hands up. Uh, I, you know, I messed up today. I'm, I'm sometimes, I, I have been sympathetic beforehand where, you know, I'm aware that there are train delays. I'm aware that yeah, it's yeah, the course, tube, yeah. the tube for this particular branch of, you know, say when we used to um, do our, interviews our mass interviews at barbican like the the hammersmith and circle i think it was on um uh, it used to be notorious of you know being down and broken and i'd be like you know what like that line's messed up today i will let everybody know i'll send out a message to people like that uh we're just going to delay this by about 10 15 minutes just to allow people to come through because there's been a disruption and then you kind of like, but then when you send out those messages or you kind of give that, even that padding time, 15 minutes is a fair amount of time. And then they, they still turn up late. It's a bit like, yeah. all right, buddy. Like I really tried to help. You know what I mean? So yeah. And also, yeah, we're not your mate. <laughs> you know, yeah. we might be mates in the future, but we're not your mate at the moment. You know, yeah. you've got to turn up on time. Right. Um, uh, another tip well, of what to do. Yeah. Oh, no, no, uh, the next yeah, the next tip is going to be what to do during the practical assessment. So mm. if, if you go to a recruitment day and there's a practical assessment, you're going to get a heads up on that before um, before the recruitment day. It's going to be, please come in gym kit, be prepared um, to do a practical assessment. Now, this is what we do in gym box, and I, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same across um, mm. any other gym chain if there's a practical. We basically want to see you run a consultation and what we're actually looking for you to do we want to see what it's like to work with you we want to we want to yeah. hear you talk we want to hear you coach and we want to see like this is a snapshot and recruitment days are tough you know like um i've talked to you about this adam where mm. i've got the responsibility to look at an individual's uh, practical look at an individual's interview process and decide if they're the right fit for a company you know because yeah. if i get that wrong and I put that person in a gym that they're not ready for, they mm. will fail, which means yeah. they will blow money because they pay a license fee to be here. They'll lose money. They'll lose confidence in their PT product. They might mm -hmm. mess around a few members. What if they signed one or two people up and now have to leave? It's not good for the team, like the PT team, to see a PT come and go. And this is not good for anybody. It's not not good for my stats. <laughs> and it's not good for my like retention rate of PTs. Yeah, we, do. We, and, we, we get and, monitored for these things. And, uh, and it's just like, yeah, so when a person felt, like when I give someone a job and they don't make it, you know, that's quite a bad, big responsibility that, that I kind of take on, even though they're running a separate mm. business. So in those recruitment days, we really need to see the kind of overall best version of yourself that what we mm. could expect in the gym. And like the practical assessments, like, you know, we make it very easy in our assessment. Maybe we say, sit down with somebody, run a consultation, don't worry about nutrition. I just want you ask. I just want you to ask what the goals are, the training history, uh, any injuries that we need to be aware of, and then make a plan for them going forward. And then with mm. that plan, we want to see a snapshot what that looks like. So yeah. we ask them to then either teach a squat or a deadlift, just so we can hear them coach. There, well, we ask them to do a, um, a movement assessment, and then do a squat or a deadlift just to hear them coach, and then we'll move them on. Nobody's getting hot and sweaty. Nobody's maxing out weights mm. or loading. 20 plates it's just like okay right so now put five on each side we just want to hear them coach and what we're trying to see is touch cues we're trying to, we, we don't we're not looking for high fives and energy or anything like that you know we're looking just to see kind of how are you just a quick assessment of this person uh, so what you like to talk about so what your interview process is like when running a consultation what yeah. kind of checks you might do on an individual what your coaching style was like how vocal you are do you do any touch cues and then we'll say okay what's next in this um, what rep range you're doing and we're not trying to catch you out we don't if you said three times six we're like why and you just got to explain we're just trying to understand your thought process then you might be like yeah. okay what's next so we've just done three sets of six of back squat what's next 
and you might say something like right because of the way he moves we're going to do some single leg and some core conditioning uh, to balance out this show me okay yeah. and then okay now you just hear him coach again and once we've seen enough then we just go okay we've seen enough and mm. if we haven't we ask him a few more exercises just to kind of get it all just to kind of get an idea of their coaching style and yeah. sometimes you see crazy stuff happen you see star jumps going on you see high knees you see no assessments people go straight to loading weight and yeah. the interv- sometimes the interview the consultation takes like 30 seconds and you're like um did you ask enough do you know if he's got any injuries oh sorry yeah do you have any injuries uh no okay and you're like okay and we're not trying to catch you out Mm. no so sorry that's exactly what I'm trying are. to do yeah I'm, I'm trying but to just you're... get an idea of what type of coach you are and what, you, what mm. you'll be like to work with so the best way to kind of prep for that is just go through your head like a few scenarios of what type of consultation you might run a few, yeah. what type of practical you might do especially if you're new you know if, if you've been PTing for years and you run consultations you know running running consultations and tasters is a big thing that we do and but if you're new to the job, you've never run a taster before, you know, mm. it can be quite daunting. So you just go in prepped of what will you roughly do. Take a notepad and pen so you can actually write notes during the consultation exactly as you would in real life. Um, and that's the probably the best way you can prep for that uh, process. Yeah, I, I would say for if you wanted to really simplify some things for, uh, for yourself going into this sort of scenario, in terms of consultation, um, you just need to think of like four things. Um, and I always, uh, if I don't have my laptop with me, say my laptop's died, and I've got to go do a consultation, which has happened once or twice, I just grab a piece of paper and just divide it into four, uh, like uh, four yeah. quarters. I um, still do that. Quarter. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, first quarter is goals, um, and just trying to get to specifics of it. I generally try to stick to three. So you know, kind of like, do you want to lose weight? Cool, awesome. How much weight? Does it buy one? Um, barriers is in the second pane. It's just like, right, what might prevent this? A little bit about them, you know what I mean? What kind of jobs do they do? Um, have you got any kids? Uh, you know, what kind of hours can you get to the gym and all that jazz? Uh, third pane is going to be uh, injuries and medical conditions. Yeah. I just draw a little stick man and they just go like, so if they say to me, like, oh, I've got low back issues, put a little cross around where they think their back issue is. Yeah. And that just allows me then when I come to an assessment to go, right, okay, I need to just double check these bits and pieces. And then the fourth pain, I just do a little triangle and I just talk about their training, nutrition and the recovery. And I just go to uh, how often do you normally get to the gym? What kind of stuff do you like doing in the gym? What's your diet like? Uh, do you get enough sleep? Do you, you know, stretch? What do you like to do in your days off? That sort of shit. And it's just being able to go through and just get a bit more of a snapshot. Now, I could probably, after many years of doing that, probably run through a good consultation in about 10, 15 minutes. But really, to think of the whole process as a consultation so you're just yeah. getting the bits and pieces and you still can ask questions throughout doing the assessment and uh, especially when you're doing the demoing stuff as well and so when it then comes to doing a so like a demo for exercises always just refer back to or ask these things it's like how do you feel about this exercise have you ever done this exercise before um if i was to say do you know what a squat is like could you uh, could you show me what a squat is without any coaching? If not, cool, let me show you how to do it anyway. Um, and then one of the things that I like doing with people is like, I say, can you show me what this exercise is without coaching? And they'll say, yeah, okay, squat, okay, cool. And I'll just see what they're like without anything ever being able to tell. And I go, right, okay, cool. You kind of got the idea of it. Right, now let's just go through and break it down. And I'll demo an exercise. And the whole thing with demoing is to be so clear cut and black and white that there's no ambiguity about the movement about what you want you're setting standards yeah, for yeah. movement so if i was to say, and this is why i would say the squat's the best exercise to do because there's so many things can go wrong for someone yeah. to do a squat and it's just and they're really easy fixes a lot of the time so for say example someone comes down they can't get below parallel it's like okay right being able to identify that sometimes takes experience a lot of the time it'll just be because they're balanced off they haven't got good ankle mobility so you can just pop them the heels up a little bit yeah. get them to try uh, you know go a bit slower work on bracing their core so working on breathing and then the best thing about doing a demo exercise is a being able to explain it clearly 
but then being able to either regress it or progress it. So, yeah. okay, you can do this exercise really well. So how am I going to challenge you now in terms of building up your level of fitness? Or when they can't do it, it's like, okay, you yeah. can't do this. So how do I make it easier for you to perform this movement so you yeah. still get the benefits of exercise? And if you can explain that in a very clear way that they understand it as well. So it's not like, you know, using very positive language, making sure you are engaging. So probably the difference is that I probably am looking out for high fives and fist bumps and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I quite like that in my coat because it's like, yeah, good job, you know, and, and being able to yeah, reinforce things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. Um, but I, but I will look for things like that because that's kind of what Virgin Active's gigs about. You know, what I mean, we want that kind of out, like atmosphere and culture I, in our gyms. I, I just think you can tell a lot about a trainer during the practical instantly. Hundred percent. And 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 I and I really enjoyed doing them. Um, and and the way we kind of work in the, the process we set up, a PT manager will go do the, the practical. Another PT manager mm. or myself will do the interviews, and then. At the end, they're going to get a pass-pass with one position, a fail-fail, we'll give them feedback, or mm. a pass-fail. And there's been some times that I've had a brilliant um, interview with them, and I was like, oh, how was that dude? Oh, mate, he's practical as a way of the place. I was like, no! Because <laughs> I was like, all right, is there any way we can help him? And then we'll, then we, do, if there's some way we can help him during our courses, then we'll still offer the position. But if we can't, we might go and, so, go and work on stuff. So, so sometimes- this is the thing with, with, with the assessments where I, I get to do three exercises and I tell them to do demo two and then pick one themselves. Right, so yeah. I'll get them to uh, demo squat, demo plank, and then pick whatever exercise that you want to That's do. That's a good idea, yeah. And the thing is, by the time they've done the squats, like I will be able to see kind of like what, not, what they're not doing. And I'd be like, right, okay, as you're about to now go into the plank, I'll be like, can you? make yeah. sure that you demonstrate this exercise clearly with maybe and when you're watching them can you make sure you're walking around them so you can see every yeah. angle what they're doing and if they don't do that and be like right well i've told you to do something for yeah. um you know something that you should already know yet you're still not doing it okay that's you've you're you're not coachable i can't you're, you're trying to coach somebody but you can't be coached yourself yeah you know what i mean and that sends that's, up the flag for me you know what i mean I, uh, yeah, I, I just find in the practical you find out so much about a PT, and you know, I tell them not to make up characters. I say, just be yourself. Like if if you're being a mm. demo, just tell them exactly what you are. You don't work in an office. Just say, yeah, I'm a PT. Yeah. I train six days a week. This is what I'm trying to do. Because I I also want to, um, you know, it's an uncomfortable situation. I'm not gonna lie. Being work, yeah, yeah. if someone's watching you coach somebody, it's an uncomfortable situation and I do say on the equipment days we are deliberately putting you in an uncomfortable situation to see how you yeah, react yes. um, and there is room for error we do let a lot go but we're just trying to see overall how, how you react and so so we had a dancer you know um, a small dancer guy we act, we paired him up with this boxing guy you know this yeah. guy knows nothing about boxing but you, we just still want a serious thought process so I was like how would you train mm. him and he coaching wise he went through the squat and then he's like I said what's next in the session he's like well um, what I would say to him is it'd be good for him to work on some single arm power stuff so he started doing single arm landmine press he started doing like yeah. you know banded wood chops and I was like this is not your ideal client base but I can see your thought process of what you're mm -hmm. trying to do and I was like great you know he's, he's out of his comfort zone he's got someone he's never going to train this guy was yeah. absolutely massive. He's not. He's got someone who's never going to train, but he's still going through the process of. Okay, I think this guy would be quite good to do some single arm work and mm. and then a lot of rotation work. And I was like, good, you know. And that's what yeah. we're trying to see is that we we we'll put you in an uncomfortable situation. We'll give you a client, just run a taste then, and let's just see what you do. Let's see if you can add value to that session and and offer them something. Yeah, right. I'm not expecting uh, everyone to have read every single journal that's ever no, been published no. about certain movement. You know what I mean? exactly but still be able to give so that client could walk away from that consultation going oh, i learned this today uh, you mm. gave me some tips on this um okay well we're coming to the hour mark god this went really quickly uh just a couple more bits then so how to present yourself during the interview process we've covered that quite a lot already with the business prep uh with the business plan prep so you're sitting yeah. down for one-to-one -one. what you should do is ideally have a business plan out and then you read mm. You read that to the 
to the PT manager taking you through the process. He'll ask yeah. questions as you go, but that's the best way to stay in control yourself mm. of the of the um, interview process. Because like for us, it's easy when you're interviewing someone. If you've never interviewed someone before, you're in control because you've got this person sitting in front of you that wants a job. So yeah, they'll you know they're you're comfortable because they're in your environment. I find if you go there with a business plan, you take control a little bit, you know, you can calm mm. yourself down because you can read through your business plan, you won't mess up. And that just that's just the best way to prep, I find. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't want to go full out of the business plan, that's fine. Just kind of, you know what they're going to ask you. Just have a um, have an idea what to say. And then at the end, make sure you've prepped questions. Going mm. into the job, going into a uh, interview, you should have questions. You know, you're going to run a PT business. Have those written down just so you don't miss them. Because yeah. um, at the end of the every interview, there's a chance for you to ask a question. And if you prep the questions and we've covered them during presentations or we answered them already, that's fine. But just prep your questions before you go in so you're not just um and ah at the end. And if, yeah. I, you know, I've a, because I run like a presentation at first, I've, I've had people go, no, you've answered all my questions. I'm like, okay, so you had questions, I've cool. answered them, good. Um, so just, that's what I would say to do. So tips for the day is timekeeping, massively important. What to do during the practical, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just start the prep, take a notepad and pen, have a few ideas of how you're going to run a movement assessment, run a consultation, and deliver a coaching session. Yeah. Business plan to help you prep for the interview and then prep your questions. Good, mm-hmm. so uh, just trying to keep this on the hour mark, Adam. So my summary for this is, you know, my three big takeaways is do your research at the club, turn up on time and be prepared. I, I think yeah. like, you know, if you want to, if you want to start working in the gym industry, yeah, you can just send off a CV to every gym in London and yeah. you will be invited to interview. But I just think just go and find a club you want to work in and just yeah. nail that interview process, <laughs> you know, just be, be best prepared, find a club that you want to work in, reach out to them, send a professional cover letter, and CV, turn up to the interview prepared, mm. and then go work in that club. You know, uh, yeah. obviously, if, if you're good enough to pass, and if not, then go for a plan B. I want to work in this club, and, and go for it that way. I think that's just such a better approach. Um, right. Just one thing. Yeah, if you want to summarize, we, mate, before yeah, I close, I was, we're not going to say summarize, but if there's anybody watching this who is thinking about becoming a personal trainer, who's just Ooh. finished their level three course or is signing up to do a level three course. Uh, some companies out there will offer you some sort of guaranteed job interview. Right? Yeah. So we will guarantee that we get you a job at one of these major establishments. You know, what I mean? so it'll be like you know, Virgin Box and all these other places. Sometimes they might even charge you for this. So with that, they might uh, there might be a fee. There might be a job guarantee fee or something. Yes, like that. Yeah, job guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Do not pay this. Like <laughs> no. it is outrageous that uh, any company um, says that they've got these contacts and links if you apply for a job through their careers page if you went to virginactive.co.uk slash careers um, I believe that's where the address is and you you, Peggy um, and you applied uh, as an external you have as much chance as anybody else I have not like or anything like that for a long long time uh like directly now they might go through a more centralized uh, approach they might go to head office and might say oh hey look we've got this batch of people and then through but then you get put into a massive pool with everybody else if there is uh, any chance of job it will be more based on yourself and more based on you doing your own as i said everything we've said today your research uh handing in cv yeah. and just your you know your as i said like your general competency level it's just like if you can write a fairly good cv and it doesn't even have to be that good it just has to as i say like be very detailed about what it is that you can offer a company a, a, a very clear um cover letter that just says why you want to work for this fitting well because you've got this to offer and then you know, just write a very simple business plan about how you would go about recruiting, um, you know, clients for yeah. for this gym. And you know, it's it, it. I find it staggering that the company, like, it preys on naivety. You know, 
Yeah. And uh, and most rent based gym um, most rent based gyms are looking to recruit just because they want their rent paid. You know what I mean? This is how some of these gyms make their money through personal training. So it's like if you can pay on the dot every month, they don't care where it comes from. You know what I mean? So they they will happily recruit you. Whereas it's, there's obviously uh, some more like employee yeah. models. And yeah, and just, it, like, so basically yeah. just do your research and yeah, you don't need to get a guaranteed job interview. You just need to choose, choose somewhere yeah. where you want to work and then apply yeah. professionally. Good. I, I uh, you're so you're breaking up a little bit, like Adam. This. Oh, okay, you're, cool. So maybe yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah, you're starting to go a bit blurry and a bit squeaky. Let's get this bird in the air. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if, if you... Um, if you watch this, thanks for watching. If you know any other PTs that are applying for jobs and share this episode, that'd be great. Obviously, like the channel and uh, subscribe to the channel just to support it. The next episode is November's Coach's Corner, and that's going to be on Should You Run a Black Friday promotion. Something a bit different. So that's going to be next month, and we're going to close it there. So thanks, Adam. Much appreciated. Right, I think you gave uh, some really good tips there, especially with the consultation and especially with like where to go during the practical. It's really... I find uh, I thought that was a really good little spill by you. So oh, well done. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being on, mate. And thanks so much for watching. We'll catch you in next month's Coach's Corner. See you then. Mm.